Welcome to the Industrial Entrepreneur Podcast, where we talk about how to grow an industrial business, make more money, and the many failures and lessons learned along the way. I'm your host, Luke Binden, and I co-own a small manufacturing business. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. You're doing sales because you failed at marketing. You're doing marketing because you failed at product. Let's talk about why having a great product is a huge advantage for your business. Having a great product makes everything so much easier for business. Um, Whenever I worked for a industrial automation distributor up in Dallas and a little bit in Houston, I got to visit a lot of different manufacturing plants and the customers that I had were being visited by a handful of different um, manufacturing automation distributors. Like I worked for a company called Innovative IDM, but there was companies out there like Motion Industries or even the manufacturers themselves would go direct to these manufacturing plants and call on these customers. And so a lot of the equipment that we were told to sell as sales guys was, you know, um, it made it sound like it was really unique and cool from the manufacturers, like the way that they sold it to us. For example, like a robotic arm, like, oh man, this robotic arm has this, this, and this feature. It sounds really cool to us as inexperienced sales guys. And then you go into the facility and the guys that you're talking to have researched all 10 or 20 different manufacturers that have robotic arms and have looked at all the videos of the, all the different robotic arms. And I mean, this is on the, this is on a extreme scenario. I mean, some of the stuff that we're selling was like, you know, uh, industrial variable frequency drives or even like small pneumatic joints for automation stuff. So like this would be on the very extreme side, but like the stuff that we're selling, you go in there and you do the dog and pony show and they're just looking at you like, okay, this is the exact same as the other dude who just came through here and you kind of feel heartbroken and lied to from some of the manufacturers that you're representing. And I think that's a lot of the, a lot of the case with some of the distributors out there. And that's all that I knew whenever I worked for a distributor is like, you're stuck with the products that you sell and you can't make any changes to them or make any improvements and you got to sell those. But if you're a manufacturer or, you know, you have a startup business or whatever, you can control what products you sell and how good they are or services and how good they are or what your offer is for your service. So the products or the services that I'm talking about that you want to be able to sell or create are so good that someone feels dumb not buying them. And here's an example or an idea for you. Um, say you're selling a widget to someone or a manufacturer, you're selling a widget to a manufacturer and the widget costs them $10,000, but you're able to save them say a hundred thousand dollars in the first three months of this widget being installed into their facility. And if you can convey that in simple English, have a couple testimonies and data to back up that claim, they're going to feel dumb not buying that product if it can save them 
10x the amount they spend on it, then they'll feel dumb. And I think that is the case for a lot of products in our personal lives. Imagine that, you know, your cell phone provider, all of a sudden your cell phone provider cuts off your, um, your cell coverage. You're going to call them basically the same day and get that fixed because it's such a needed product or a needed service that you're going to call right away and have it fixed. Like the product or the service is so good that you're going to have it fixed. Or, I mean, that's a kind of an awkward scenario because you might just jump ship. But the, the idea is you want your product or service to be so good. People feel dumb not whipping out their credit card or whipping out a purchase order for your product or service because they would be dumb not to. And I think that goes to say that the best products, in my opinion, are always medicine or at least the easiest to sell. If a customer has a giant pain and you walk in with the solution at the right time or even, you know, they just know about your solution, then it makes the process of selling it so much easier. You're just solving the problem. You give them the solution and they give you the money. It's as simple as that. And of course, it's hard to not have any competition at all, which I've always thought that having a better product than a competitor is good, but better and different is always better. And to give you an example of this, we have a product that we sell through Gasquit, my company. And throughout the industry, there are many competitors for um, gas cylinder scales. And these gas cylinder scales, basically just an industrial version of a bathroom scale. It's got four load cells, a little platform you sit something up on you want to measure the weight of. Um, so there's lots of competition, not only from niche industrial providers like us in our competition, uh, but then you also have like the refrigerant um, industry that sells smaller scales that kind of work for the big scales. You have large like forklift type scales that can be used as cylinder scales. You have literal bathroom scales that can be used as cylinder scales and all these different alternatives and choices that customers have when they look at gas quips cylinder scale. And then they look at all the alternatives out there. There's a lot of alternatives and options to choose from. So a few years ago we looked at the situation and we thought, okay, what are they trying to do? They're trying to measure the weight of gas that is being used out in the field because they have to report on it. So instead of making just our scale better than it already is, which it was already better than all the competitors and even cheaper, we decided we would move to a completely different solution for the problem and came up with a basically a device that mounts directly onto the cylinder and measures the gas as it passes through a hose it's just a mass flow meter and it was lighter, easier to use, didn't have to calibrate as much. It was more expensive. Literally it's three or four times more expensive, but we've sold probably 10 times more of those than we have our scales because it's better as a solution. It's way more accurate. You don't have to deal with it less, but it's also just different. There's no one else who's making this. So if anyone's looking for a solution like this, they're going to find ours and that's it. And we set the price where we want it to, which, you know, we're not trying to kill anyone on, but we get to decide where we sell it at. And 
we solved the problem and solved problems that customers didn't even know they wanted to solve, which is getting rid of those old scales that get beat up and busted. So just an example for you. And we've done very, very little actual marketing um, on those devices. A lot of it, as far as how much we've sold to those, has just been word of mouth. I mean, other utilities telling other utilities or our customers telling other customers about the solution. And they call us and say, hey, we saw uh, Dominion Power up in Virginia had this solution and we want it too. And there's a lot of really good real world solutions that I can pull from here. So we have Tesla barely does any advertising at all, really relies on like organic reach and word of mouth. I mean, you don't really see a lot of, or any Tesla ads on TV or on your phone or anything. I mean, they really just try to focus on having the best product. And of course they cut out the middleman of not having all of their car sold at dealerships. So that helps too, but they really do not do any marketing. And you have Rolls Royce, who I think plays in a really interesting niche of like luxury cars and their clientele are rich people (laughs) and they don't have a lot of um, people who are buying Rolls Royces that are either a obviously not rich, but like aren't connected to other rich people. So it just makes obvious sense that like the way that they grow is just focused on having the best customer experience, the best craftsmanship and product worthy of being spread by word of mouth. Uh, some other examples, Sriracha. You ever seen a Sriracha ad on TV? Nope. They do a lot of focusing on their product or they did in the beginning and it became a, a huge fan favorite when they started it and it just spread by word of mouth. They don't do any advertising for Sriracha. And of course, you know, they have a nice you know bottle and it's in the hot sauce section at HEB when you go, but it has grown exponentially because the product is so good. People love it and they tell other people. And to a certain extent, this is kind of how religion spread, right? What is my offer to you? Okay. If you accept, you know, whatever religion, for example, for Christianity, you accept Christ into your life, then you have, um, eternal life. That's a pretty, (laughs) that's a pretty good offer that you're going to want to tell other people about like, pretty low barrier to entry, not a lot of commitment for the customer side of the equation. You just place your faith in Christ and you get eternal life. Okay. That's a pretty good deal. I'm going to tell every single person I know and write many, many books (laughs) and translate this Bible and print copies of it and spread it throughout the ends of the earth. Like that's, you know, that's how religion works because the product or the solution whatever you want to call it is so good that people want to tell everyone they know about it. So back to that quote, you're doing sales because you failed at marketing. You're doing marketing because you failed at product. I think this applies more to software as a surface companies, which what this quote was originally about is from this guy named Naval. I saw off Twitter, but anyway, the idea still stands. You got to have great product. Otherwise, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle with sales and marketing. And of course, great products are 
much easier to sell, yes, but there's less support on the back end. You're not dealing with negative word of mouth, um, trying to regain your customer's confidence because your products keep breaking. You really have this invisible hand that's just moving the growth of the product and the, and the company that's working in the background because you spent so much time perfecting the product. Or maybe not even perfecting the product, but making it so good for the customer that they feel dumb not whipping out their credit card to pay you on the spot. Real quick, guys, if you like this type of content, feel free to leave me a review down below. Uh, it really helps reach more people and hopefully spread a message worth spreading. I started this podcast because I wanted to help other entrepreneurs grow their businesses and also find other like-minded people that want to collaborate later on in our careers. So you can find me at LinkedIn at Luke Benden. Thanks for watching. Catch you on the next one. Bye.